Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And here's the exciting thing, Coach. On this slate tonight, nine-game NBA slate, we have Phoenix and Cleveland playing, but they're not playing yeah. each other. So we don't have to worry about that surprise <laughs> overtime game we got last night. Good Lord. Nothing like going 50 points over the line. Jeez. That was nuts. That was that was surprising. You know, a game that was uh, lower total. Both teams were on the front end of a back-to-back, and then it goes to overtime, and it kind of broke the slate a little bit. It um, did. You know, I, I was going to save this for later, but I can't wait. Uh, Mikhail <laughs> Bridges, in overtime, Mikhail Bridges put up 19.7 fantasy points. It was block, steal, offensive rebound, assist, three. He did everything. He was a mat. It was like Bugs Bunny baseball, where he was playing every position, going nuts. And that's why we talk about these totals, uh, close, you know, close, to- close spreads, high totals, games that might go to overtime, and yep. uh, they do go to overtime. What we, you know, we we confirm the research before the show. Six point two percent of NBA games go to overtime. So basically, every other night, you're going to have a game that, that does, and right. we, we want to be on it with big exposure to it. That's the prime time opportunity if you're going to stack a game a little bit more heavily, uh, you know, five guys maybe, and you get overtime, and then you can take things down. So that's a, a prime example of why we zero in on the totals and the spreads every day. I just wasn't expecting it from that particular game. Yeah, you know, I mean... It is, and you're right. I mean, that's why we do really hone in on those areas, and they're very important. But there are going to be some crazy variance things that happen like that. And, you know, the only people, like, you know, I think I put in Discord last night. I mean, if you stack that game, like, up and down, you know, either it's the only two ways you could do that are, one, you have no idea what you're doing or you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Or the second one, you're just playing, you know, ton of amount of of contests max loading 150 bunch of entries and you're just letting you know the variance of of numbers and mathematic mathematics pick lineups because nobody in their right mind would stack that game and expect it to win so you know it's going to happen there's not going to be a whole lot of people on that it just it does throw you off your game when it does though because you just don't see it coming and it it you know shuffles the deck but you know, it's we're going to have those. It's part of the fun of DFS is, you know, we get to flush those down the commode and then start fresh the next day. And and we are. So uh, I think uh, this slate today is going to be terrific. And and here, by the way, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, you know. Today. Yes. So fives are wild. I'm just saying there may not be coffee in this mug today. <laughs> yeah, it is early, though, still. So um we're gonna it's five o'clock somewhere you know that that is true that is true (laughs) now today coach on this nine game slate where eight of the 18 teams are involved in a back-to-back we do have three high totals over 230 and one of them is over 240 so we may zero in on those games a little bit for potential overtime and we're going to do so in the context of building a two brains or better than one lineup if you're new to the show we usually do that on wednesdays we build it on FanDuel. It's a GPP lineup that you can plug in and play. So we're going to build through each game on the slate uh, and then build that at the end of the show. So uh, stick with us for that, of course. But the first game, we have a, we have a solo game at 7 o'clock. You want to kick us off with that one? 
Absolutely. It's uh, the Boston Celtics at, at the Orlando Magic. Boston is a nine-point favorite. The total is only 218. So baby total in this first game. It's the second lowest on the entire slate. And you've got uh, some definite news here. Uh, Thompson for Boston is out. And Jalen Brown, you know, he got dinged up in that, uh, you know, big collision he had with Tatum. That was really weird. I don't think I've ever seen two stars from one team collide and both get hurt like that. In that like the weird. final five, what, last minute of the game, it was, uh, yeah, unfortunate, fluky. Yeah. As the coach, you see that and you want to pass out. I mean, it's like, yeah. did that just happen? <laughs> well, but yeah, the coach was, Coach Stevens was right there next to the play. He I went know. immediately to check on him. It was right in front of him. So that was not enjoyable. But with the injuries, uh, do you have Thompson out? I have him as questionable. I, I have Thompson and Brown as, uh, I do have Thompson as doubtful. Doubtful, okay. So, you know, it could be, you know, the, the rookie's season here, time to, to step up and play the youngster possibly. But yep. let's see what that news final uh, is. But Jalen's definitely out, that's for sure. Um, and on, on the Orlando side, they have their usual suspects out, Ennis, MCW, Okiki, Porter, and Ross all sitting. So, you know, not a great game from the stance of the over-under, the pace, where they're 19th and 20th. Defensively, not good, 15th and 25th, but slow pace, a lot of guys out. How does that affect this this game? Is it, is it a key game? You know, Orlando has really not played well. Boston a little shorthanded, but they man, they should be able to handle Orlando, you would think. Um, Mo Wagner, they've moved his price up some now, but you know he's he's the the new recipient of minutes. Uh, if you trust those, Cole Anthony's had some good games, but hard to target this game on a gigantic nine you know nine uh, game slate. And then from the Boston side with Kemba back in, you know it it sort of replaces a, a big chunk of that uh, usage that obviously with Jalen out, you know, that has to be absorbed and, and uh, most of it will go right to Kemba. So, uh, you know, I, I really am not thrilled about this game. I think that possibly Robert Williams, if he, if Thompson is ruled out for sure and Williams plays uh, starts, I mean, I think he, you can look at him because, uh, Carter's not a great defender. They will bring uh, the big fella in there, Bomba. But, you know, Williams will be in consideration for me. His price is decent, uh, but not crazy about this game, Andrew. Yeah, just a value play potentially for me. Robert Williams, definitely a consideration if Thompson's out. We do have the competing revenge narratives here we've got evan fournier trotting back to orlando with how about that a group around him that's a little more talented than the group that he left so he's going to be feeling good in his old spot there uh decent price and should be starting with jalen brown out and then uh you mentioned mo wagner and yeah how about those minutes 41 minutes in the last game unbelievable so they are giving him a look and he's playing against boston who he was uh, a part of for a short time this this season so uh, yeah. interesting scenario there and then rj hampton got to mention him uh he's really stepping up with guys like mcw out 35 minutes last game uh was tremendous um so uh, his price has gone up though 
Uh, so keep that in mind. So yeah, maybe maybe a he one-off. can play. Yep. You know, I've mentioned it before. You know, we we played against him. He's from Dallas here in the AAU ball, and he was terrific, man. RJ Hampton, just terrific. Yep. I had a feeling he was going to develop into a player. I think he's that was a great pickup for them. He's you making know? a statement to to really be in that rotation long term. No doubt. So it is. It's a tempting game, and certainly one you can dabble in in GPPs. We may see that in. Uh, and a little bit of the two brains lineup. You never know. It just may pop up. Stay tuned for that. Game two, Coach. We've got Portland and Cleveland. It's the only 7.30 game. Portland favored by 11, 227.5 total. Island game for Portland. Injury news there. Powell is questionable. Lillard probable. And on the Cleveland side, on this back-to-back, Garland still questionable with the ankle. Hartenstein questionable at best. Um... And then all the you know the usual suspects still out for Cleveland. Yeah. Now you know you saw Verichow is is uh, so, probable. Yeah, so he he uh, after we talked about him on the show, it was <laughs> announced that he was not ready to make his debut yesterday. We'll see if he if he gets in there today. Um, I still can't get over that. Yep, yep, he's back. Now with these Portland guards, uh, they're tempting. Uh, we saw what the Phoenix guards did to Cleveland. Not surprising. Question is, you know, is this one a blowout? Does Cleveland keep it close again? Um, their their prices are sort of tracking more like you would expect with Lillard, fourteen to fifteen hundred more than CJ. So you could go with either of those guys. Um, not my first choice here um, because of the potential blowout. Nurkic is in the mix for me. His price prices dip back down into the six K range, so he's probably my favorite play on the Portland side, and I don't think I'm interested in anybody on Cleveland. It's a it's a great matchup. Portland's 29th, uh, but it's a back to back. Sexton's price is in the eight K range. Okoro was awesome yesterday, but I'm just not a huge fan of him offensively. The the thing that no. changed was six assists for him. I mean, he, you know, he also had 32 points, which was very surprising, and it was. An overtime game, of course, but if you look at his numbers on the season, 43%, 29% on threes, he just hasn't been an efficient scorer. No. So that that really came out of nowhere. Um, and he, you know, he'll have increased usage again uh, if Garland is out. But uh, I'm not planning to to go there. So I, I'm more interested in maybe a Portland guy here. Yeah, you talk about the the ultimate trap guy in the history of the NBA. It's playing a Okoro tonight. I mean, he he couldn't score in college. He's just he's a great defender. You know, he's going to be a nice ball player, but he's not a scorer. And the fact that he did that against the second best team with defensive efficiency in the Suns still shocking. But I I don't see that. I mean, you talk about regression. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So. Not going to go there. Hopefully no one falls to that trap. But the the thing that I want to know, Andrew, is Garland. I mean, if he's out, I don't mind paying eight grand for Sexton because he's going to take a billion shots. Lillard and McCollum do not defend well. This game will be, you know, a good enough pace that they they should be able to get a a decent amount of shots up. So, you know, if he's out, I'm going to consider Sexton and you know, I, I really do want to consider Lillard or McCollum here. Either one of them, I think, are, are, are solid plays. But I just, it, 
it doesn't it feel like after what happened yesterday, all of a sudden this game's going to be like a hundred to ninety six or something. It's Good just day. it's just one of those concerns I have, and, and there's so many good games. It's hard to pay up, uh, you know, in that spot, but. For me, it would just be the guards I'm interested in, in Sexton and either Lillard or McCollum. Uh, too much shifting of the bigs and guys that are going to be in and out for both Portland and Cleveland that I'm I'm not interested to go there. So it's going to be news dependent for me. Uh, and if I can fit a, a McCollum salary or Lillard salary in, I will. But, uh, it, you know, it could be important. I could be a, a Lillard-Sexton correlation play if if garland's ruled out so that's that's the big decision i have to make all right we got all right. five games at eight o'clock yes the first one phoenix atlanta correct correct atlanta on the first night of a back-to-back phoenix on the second night of it we just say you know where uh chris paul broke the the slate with his buddies uh, bridges and all his friends there and it it is a pick'em and which is makes it very interesting and i have it at 228 and a half so, you know, how, how are they going to treat this game, Phoenix, uh, on a back-to-back? Uh, Monty doesn't really drive his players too hard, uh, but, you know, they're trying to get that first seed, and they're going to keep trying to uh, push through some of these teams, lesser teams. And, uh, you know, it is a little bit of concern that they played an overtime game last night, uh, you know, because they did play their, their main guys quite a bit. But uh, right now, Crowder is questionable. Uh, Nader's still out. For Atlanta, you know, most of their guys are playing. Hunter and Reddish are still out for long term. But here's the problem I have with this game, but I said the same thing yesterday. Uh, it's 26th and 23rd in pace. Very similar to the, the game Phoenix played with Cleveland yesterday as far as, as that goes. Uh, Phoenix is actually 6th uh, in defensive efficiency. And... Atlanta 21st. So, you know, it's one of those scenarios here where I, I just don't feel like I want to go back to the Phoenix guys and chase the points from last night. Uh, you know, I think Paul, exceptional game, and it's Trey Young, so you know he could smash it again. But uh, just not sure. Uh, not sure if, if that's the, the spot to go. Um, and it was Phoenix. Did I say Phoenix against Cleveland? It was Phoenix OKC last night, by the way. No, it was um, Phoenix Cleveland. You had it right or was the first it Cleveland? Time. Yeah. Okay. I got myself confused. OKC know, was. It seemed like a nightmare. I know you're trying to push I, it away. Yeah, I blocked it out already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to chase the points. I, I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. Um, I know it's a pick 'em game, though, so it is very tempting. Um, you know, Mikhail Bridge is probably going to get some Tony Snell defense to calm him down a little bit. Um, you know, Chris Paul, of course, is probably a good play against Trey Young. I, I'll, I'll say it, but I don't want to spend up for him uh, in this spot, to be honest with you. Uh, Bogdanovich should be in there, and he and Booker should be trading quite a few buckets. They're both expensive, and they're both playable. Um, after that, not you know really crazy uh, about the bigs here because Collins, Capella. You know, even eight are a little pricey for me uh, on a, a big slate like this. So, you know, I, I'll consider uh, Bogdanovich and Booker as the two go-to guys. And I think you're going to see a lot of people uh, with Paul. I think they'll go right back to him. But I'm not going to go there. Yeah, don't love this game. Uh, I, I like some other point guards better than Chris Paul tonight. So I think I'm going to fade it 
probably completely. Okay. Uh, just want to point out that John Collins only played 19 minutes in the last game. Gallinari, yeah, what's that all about? Gallinari got hot, finally played big minutes. He'd been throwing up just duds, dud after yeah. dud. Uh, yeah. But he went 28 and 8. He's uh, he's playable for me, uh, cheap one off. But that that's it. I'm I'm really not looking at this game much because of the back to back for Phoenix. A lot of chances for duds, I think, in that game. Yep. All right. Well, I don't think we're going to have as many duds in the next one. I'm excited about yep. Sacramento and Indiana. Two thirty nine total. Indiana favored by five and a half. Pace here, fifth and ninth. We have Sacramento's last ranked defense again and uh, solid offensive teams here. We are missing Fox still and Halliburton, so that hurts Sacramento. We also have Barnes doubtful and Metu questionable. On the the Indiana side, we still have question marks for Brogdon, Sumner, Lamb, and Goga. So let's assume that all those players are out. Then do you do you have Fox listed as out? I have him as I think there's a maybe a question mark next to him, but I have him because I have him as questionable, and that's a key to the game. Oh, it is, but it it hasn't been 14 days since he went onto the, the protocol. COVID list. Uh, I, I guess there's some flexibility there, but I think he's doubtful at best. Um, okay, but you know it's possible. Definitely, it's not 100 percent out. Right. So. Um, that, that'll change things for sure. But if those guys are out, then I will go back to DeLon Wright, Terrence Davis, uh, key guys from yesterday that smashed. They're still really good prices on both sites. Um, not as excited about Heald or Bagley in this one on this slate. Uh, Heald's been priced up a little bit. He, you know, he, he actually did all right in terms of his Final numbers yesterday, he was inefficient with Dort, 5 for 16, but right. uh, 11 rebounds. We were talking about that in yeah. main chat. Uh, Buddy got after it on the on the boards. He did. And Bagley got his minutes and his shots, but he was 5 for 15. And I did play him. It was painful to watch. He had one of those games where like, his, he had a three-pointer that hit the rim like 12 times and then fell off. I mean, it was just, just, just a hair off. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm really interested in the Sacramento guards, and then on Indiana, I'm ready to bring it back with a couple guys here. If Brogdon and, and Sumner are out, I'll go to Levert for sure. He's a lock for me. Sabonis, I'll play again. He's been dominant, and you know the thing to keep in mind with his Indiana games, coach. They've in in their last five games, at least one of the teams has scored 130 points. You know their pace just continues to get faster and faster it does i mean you know their last two games they've scored 293 points themselves so they're getting up and down they're scoring it and they're not really defending that well i mean they just gave up 154 to washington so i I, you know sacramento if they don't have fox they're not gonna probably score 140 because they just don't have that offensive firepower not as much pace but i do like this to get up and down and be a key game yeah, you know, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this game because I need the news. I mean, there's just way too much news in this game that it totally affects the slate for me. So, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong here. You know, they're, they're, I've got Lamb, Goga, Sumner, Brogdon, all those guys questionable. Yep. And then I'm confused now on Fox if he's possibly going to play or not and Barnes questionable. 
I mean, all key guys on both sides that completely shuffle the deck. Now, I agree with you. I love the pace of this game. They're both trending on real high-scoring games. Their defense, Sacramento can't get worse. They're the worst, 30th. But Indiana's been playing much more high-tempo uh, with Sumner in there, and, and, and they just seem to have changed uh, their their uh, entire pace of play. But, again, he's questionable. So once I get the news here, I'm definitely going to have two or three guys from this game strategically. It may end up being, um, you know, DeLon Wright, Karis LeVert. It could be Sabonis. But if there's a shuffling, you know, and we have guys playing without minutes restrictions that are back, you know, if it happens to be Fox or Sumner or whomever is factored in, that's going to change uh, my ownership. But I'm not going to be fading this game. I can tell you that. I think you need exposure here. And uh, once the news drops, I'll have a much better idea of which direction I want to go. So let me let me use this time since we're almost halfway through here. Anyway, uh, you know, great time to sign up with us at, at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. You can get all the information there. But if you want to sign up, you go to uh, DFSCoachTalk.com. We have all kinds of membership offers. And remember, whatever membership you get with Coach Talk, you get everything we've got, all of our content, all of our podcasts, our big meetings every Saturday where we talk about things like bankroll management, contest selection, and you get all our sports. You don't have to purchase each sport separately like with a lot of providers. You get everything that we've got, so you'll get all our baseball lineups, basketball, golf, which we put out today uh, as well with the tournament starting tomorrow. And you can get as little as a three-day for $10 to try us out. So no better time to do with all of these sports going on at the same time, and we would love to have you. So one other thing I want to ask uh, also is if you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second, hit the thumbs up, really hit that subscribe button. We still have less than a third of our consistent viewers each day subscribe. And if you do that, it really helps us. It gets moves us up in the algorithm on, on YouTube so we can get more people to see, uh, you know, our our uh podcasts. And then on top of that, hit that little alert button at the top corner. This way, as soon as our podcast posts, you'll be alerted. You could check them out or you at least know that they're up for when, whenever it's convenient for you to listen. And if you just uh, are on our audio uh, podcast, which we're everywhere, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, you name it, we are there. We do uh, check those and we go through periodically and hand out some weekly passes to Coach Talk for those that uh, put five stars up and a, a quick comment. Um, and, and we will surprise some of those folks uh, and, and uh, shoot them a, a tweet and, and let them uh, come aboard for free for a period. So we really appreciate that, and we'd love to have you uh, involved. And then, you know, then you don't have to guess because, you know, it's, I feel bad like with this Sacramento-Indiana game that – our listeners, I can't say these are the guys I really, really like or or these are the guys I'm going to fade because I don't know who's in and out yet. And the only way you can follow that with us is being in our Discord. You know, we're in there. Everybody, all our communities watching all the news constantly. Um, Andrew and I were just talking about before the podcast. You know, I've got information in one ear listening to different things. We have all the things posting on Twitter and, and all the feeds so that we know as soon as there's a change in lineups because 
that, you know, one guy makes the big difference. You know, one one snowflake on that DraftKings card can sink you. It is competitive, and we want to get every edge. So join us at DFS Coach Talk. We would love to have you. So that is, that's my take on the Sacramento-Indiana game. Let's go on to the another 8 o'clock game, and that would be Philadelphia and Houston. Philadelphia favored by 14.5. Houston is uh, over-under is 224.5. Corkmaw's out for Philly. Uh, Wilson, Brown, Gordon, Nawab out for Houston. House doubtful, Augustine questionable. So Houston, we know, has packed it in. They're rotating some guys around, giving guys days off, not pushing the guys that are hurt. Philly's still, you know, wanting to get that first seed. Really, other than Corkmaz, I expect their their regular rotation. It's an island game for both teams. Uh, the one <clears throat> issue here is uh, you've got you know two decent uh uh, you've got Philly with the second best defense, which is a concern, uh, but they both have a decent pace, 11th and 6th. So they're going to get up and down more than you would think. The question is, and the million-dollar question is, can Houston keep it close enough? Um, I like the game if it stays close. I hate the game if it's a blowout. So, you know, you know, people that say, well, you can't predict blowouts. Well, if you don't consider that in your picks, you're making a big mistake because – you know, if you took, if you thought this game was going to go down to the wire, this is a game you'd want to stack. But I don't think it's going to go down to the wire. I, I think Houston has completely mailed it in. I think that, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to see a 20 point lead in the first half by Philly in my in my uh, projections. And so that scares me off of a lot of guys here because do you want to spend huge bucks for Simmons, Harris, Embiid? You know, the, I don't see it happening. What I will say, though, on the Houston side is they're somewhat, some of these guys are somewhat uh, blowout proof. I think Porter's going to get run anyway. Tate's going to get run anyway. And, you know, Olenek's been getting plenty of run regardless. The guys they seem to, to take a little more care of are like Bradley. Christian Wood doesn't always get pushed in blowouts either because he's been on and off with injuries. So I actually... I'm thinking of a, a one-off uh, on the Portland or Houston side with possibly Porter uh, or Tate, but probably not going to go anywhere on Philadelphia just because I think this game blows out. Yeah, pretty similar for me. On the Philly side, there's a couple prices on DraftKings that I think are okay. Seth Curry at 4000 He's been playing well. Tobias Harris, 6800 is playable. You know, he's he's right on the verge, Coach, of a 50-40-90 season. He's, right now, Amazing. he's 52-40-89. So if he hits a couple free throws down the stretch, he'll get there. The problem is he doesn't always get the volume offensively. And right. everybody is out there uh, other than Corkmaz. So, you know, not really fired up about anybody on Philly. And Houston, tough matchup. Prices are up a little bit. So maybe a GPP with Porter or, or Jay Sean. Uh, but the, the the only price tag that's a little bit attractive to me really is KJ Martin off the bench on DraftKings at thirty nine hundred. He's Cheap. he's really the only reliable kind of you know hustle energy forward guy off the bench with DJ yeah. Wilson out. So right, that's a possible one off. But yeah, just not fired up about this game. I I like the other eight o'clock games better. So let's. 
go to the next one. It's Washington and Milwaukee. You, you got both both home runs today. Seriously, How is that what are the out? chances? Yeah, usually Jeez. doesn't happen that way. But no. I'll take it. I'll take number one and number three in pace with the yeah. Wizards and Bucks. Of course, I'd it is say. a back-to-back for Milwaukee and a front end for Washington. But uh, 242 total, Milwaukee favored by six. And these teams put it up, you know, not surprisingly when they play each other. They put up yeah. 244 and then 255 in their two matchups. Jeez. Uh, Westbrook was has he's averaged almost 70 fantasy points against these guys. One of the games Beal did not play, but in the second one, Russ just decided to throw in 17 assists. So he finds a way to get it done if Beal is out there or not. Unbelievable. And, did you, know, you see the stat on him today, Westbrook? Which one? If he had zero points, oh, yeah, zero yeah, rebounds, yeah. and zero assists for the rest of the season in these last ten games, he'd still average a triple double. Insanity, no doubt about it. Doesn't it doesn't seem possible? Coming off a historic night with twenty one rebounds and twenty four assists, I've so. I've never seen it. I, and I've watched a lot of basketball. So is he going to make your team tonight? He's he's a leading candidate to yeah. to be out there. Uh, it's hard to fade him, yeah. but Drew is tough defensively. Yeah, he is, but. You know, he's gotten it done against him. And so all these possessions, it is a back-to-back, so you might not get quite as many minutes from, from Holiday and the rest of that group. I, You know, they played, they played 36, 37 minutes yesterday, the key guys. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more like 33. Um, we, yeah. know that, we know that Budenholzer is pretty conservative on back-to-backs. He's very conservative, for sure. You know, the flip side of that is, 33 minutes for those guys with all these possessions is enough for them to potentially still hit value. So you could look at Drew or Middleton or Giannis on the other side. Uh, Giannis has gotten a triple-double in both games against these guys. And filling it out with some of the cheaper guys, uh, Rui has had very good games against these guys both times. Yeah. Despite the strong defense. And he's still cheap on both sites. What What is it about Rui that DFS hates. Why is he priced so low all the time? Well, because he was he had so many duds there for a while that it just the algorithm algorithms pushed him down, and the, now they're they're back on the upswing, but they're just taking their time. They, you know, they yeah. want him to prove it, uh, just like we want him to prove it to us. Uh, but he's you know the last few games, I do like his production. Gets the minutes too. Yeah. So he's squarely in the mix for me. Uh, on the Milwaukee side. Oh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, also kind of interesting. Uh, you know, it was a way to get some exposure to this game. He is in a crowded shooting guard position on FanDuel for me, so he's not my favorite play. But he was, like, healed last night. He got uh, double-digit rebounds uh, from that guard position. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Westbrook for me, maybe Rui, and then maybe one guy on the other side. What are your What's your take on this one? You know this. This is tough, man. I, I think Westbrook is playing at a level. You know, I remember two years ago, I felt this way about Harden, where he was basically unfadeable. I mean, you you just didn't see an optimal lineup that didn't have him in it at that time, and it's sort of the same way with Westbrook right now. Um, you know, his price, as high as it is, is still too low, though. When you look at what he produces and, you know, the last time he's had under 50 or 60 fantasy points is, you know, it's like 16 out of 17 games, something totally impossible. So, 
You know, it is Milwaukee, and they do play decent defense, and I do respect Drew's D, but, you know, they play fast, and that's really all that Westbrook needs. The only team, I think there's maybe one or two teams that I'd be a little hesitant, maybe the Knicks, you know, teams that really chew the clock and you just eliminate some of his possessions, but Milwaukee plays fast, so I don't see how you fade Westbrook. I think he's just an all, at this point, He's just a plug-and-play, even at that price, which is crazy to say, but I don't see how you can fade him. Um, you know, I I don't think I'm going to be able to go with Giannis on the other side. I, I know that that's what almost everybody is going to do, but I just, you know, if you do that, you are cash-strapped, and now you're talking about major stars and scrubs and, and really having to find some low-value plays. I'd almost rather go the next flight down and be able to get a Hashimura or Holiday or Middleton, you know, guys that are still key players. But, you know, to put Beal or, or Giannis in there with Westbrook, it's just too salary, salary prohibitive for me. So I'm going to build a team with, with Westbrook and probably two other people from this game that aren't those big expensive guys that I think can still – get in the flow of the, the, you know, play here and get the numbers, uh, you know, that, that are going to be available. So love the game, of course, not going to overstack it, but we'll have some key plays. And, you know, the, the two games that are over 240, you know, you, you just can't fade them. I mean, you got to have some exposure uh, and it has to be a decent amount because it just the, it's like, you know, those two games are like five quarters compared to, the way the pace of some of these other games are going to play. So, you know, and we have some of those duds coming up. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see the game and how it plays out. Um, but I do – I'm just slightly concerned about the point you made with Coach Bud. He does not like to push his guys on back-to-backs. And, you know, that's the one main reason I don't want to go with Giannis. But – you know, I am going against myself with a Holiday Middleton consideration under those circumstances, but I think Holiday has to stay out there because after that, they they really don't have anybody to guard Westbrook. So, um, you know, hopefully Holiday bumpers up and is able to get the big minutes, even though it's a back-to-back. All right, I'm ready to move on to the next game. It is uh, the last eight o'clock game. And it's Memphis and Minnesota. Memphis on the first night of a back-to-back. It is uh, Memphis favored by four and a half. This is no chump change either, 235 and a half. And I think this game is super ripe for, for big bombs to come in. And, you know, I don't think it's much behind the two games that are 240. I mean, we've only got one key guy out for each team, Triple J, you know, doing the every other game. He's out and Beasley's been out a long time. So you've got some bombs away guys here that you could build around. And I'll tell you, if you want to pivot off of the dead, dead ass chalk like Westbrook and Giannis and, uh, you know, the the other big names coming out of these these high paced games, there's a bunch of candidates here. I think Jaw could have a great game. Uh, you know, Rubio's defense is a little shaky and Edwards and some of the guys that will be in there. D'Angelo Russell's not a great defender either. Uh, he's very playable. You know, in an up-tempo game like this, Brooks usually throws some big numbers on the board. 
Um, Joe Val should get some extra run against Cat. He's playable. Uh, Kyle Anderson's had some terrific games at a fairly, you know, mid-level price. Um, Anthony Edwards can blow up at any time. But, you know, my concern is, and this is my question to you, I think Brooks will start out on Edwards because they're bringing D'Angelo. They've been bringing him off the bench and starting Rubio. So I am afraid of Brooks' defense. But here's my question, Andrew, and hopefully you you have the answer. Is Brooks going to switch to D'Angelo Russell when he comes in the game or stick with Edwards? That's a good question. Um, I hadn't thought through who was going to guard D'Angelo when he comes off the bench. Uh, I was just focusing on the fact that I do think Brooks will guard Edwards. So Yeah, because my... My theory, not to interrupt you, but I, I, I took you totally off guard there. I think Jaw tries to guard D'Angelo. Yeah. That's my thought. That that could happen. Because uh, that puts D'Angelo highly in play for me here. Um, yeah, the bottom line is I, I just don't think that Brooks, his primary assignment is going to be D'Angelo. Uh, so I like his matchup a lot better than Edwards. You know, they could go with Melton or Winslow right. against him. Um but uh, I, I, I much prefer D'Angelo tonight over Edwards. Yep. Uh, and that's my theory there, too. I mean, they're both explosive players for sure. Cat's going to get lost in the shuffle today with all those big-name guys and all the salary that everybody's spending. I don't think anybody's hardly going to play Cat, and he's super dangerous. He's been putting up some of his best numbers of his career recently. He's been terrific. But... Uh, you know, I'm going to be like everybody else, probably not be able to afford that. But I want exposure in this game. Uh, definitely one from each side. Uh, you know, right now I'm leaning towards Jaw and and D'Angelo, but there's multiple guys in this in this game that I think are playable. And remember, Pace, they're eighth and fourth. I mean, that's terrific. And we know Minnesota's struggles defensively, 28th. So just those criteria right there. On a lot of cards, this would be our main game, and it ends up coming in, you know, sort of a forgotten third. But I think it's, I think it's a terrific game that shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah, I think you could go with Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Joe Val. They're they're all interesting to me. I don't love the fact that it's a front end for Memphis that could cause a little bit of trouble. But really great pace game and and bad defense for Minnesota. Uh, and then with the Timberwolves. Like I said, I like Russell over Edwards. Rubio is crazy cheap on DraftKings. You know, he's had two really strong games in a row. He and yeah. he and Russell are playing alongside each other for a handful of minutes, so they're both in the mix for me. Uh, and that's about it. I, I'm I'm definitely going to focus on the Memphis guys of this on this side primarily. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing is Minnesota, they have been off since Saturday. So I know. How weird is that? scheduling quirk where they mm-hmm. are really rested up for this one. So yeah. that gives me a little more interest in, in Rubio and Russell. Very nice. Good luck with this next game, by the way. Yeah, thanks a lot. New York and Denver, pace of 30th and 27th, <laughs> kicking, kicking off the after-hour slate with a bang. 213 and a half total. Denver favored by four. It is an island game for both teams. Big news with New York. Noel and Pell are both questionable. So it could yeah. be another Taj Gibson night. And then with Denver, Dozier, Barton, Morris out. 
Yeah, the uh, Dozier and, injury still hurts. Yeah, it that hurts. Killed me the other day. It hurts yeah. all across the Midwest and and down to the the Southwest. There, <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, Jokic probable with the toe. Yeah, what's that all about? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think he's played every game this year, so that is yeah. big news to have any sort of tag next to Jokic. He's never tagged. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to deal with New York's pace and defense. Yeah, no, that's I, not going to be fun. Don't worry, Joe Stan. I'm just kidding. Jokic is the MVP. He he has the he has a great mentality. <laughs> don't worry. So snoozer game. Only Joe's going to be the only fan watching. That he's game, the only one me. watching this on the main slate. <laughs> we'll have to deal with it on the after hours. But on the oh, main slate, goodness. it's probably Taj Gibson or pass for me on New York with Denver. This is an opportunity for the guards. Uh, Compazzo, of course, uh, just locked up that point guard spot, doing well. Austin Rivers, probably the guy that's going to step up in my book. Crazy. You know, he played 33 minutes in that last game when Dozier left a little bit early. Didn't do much. He he really has not been very uh, efficient offensively or reliable, but he's really cheap, so you could play him. And then if something happens with Jokic and he's out, then obviously you got to look at Gordon, Millsap, Jermichael Green. They've been kind of mixing up the minutes a little bit based on the matchup. Uh, Millsap didn't play the last game. They had uh, JaVale McGee out there against the Lakers. But I think with a smaller New York front line, if if Noel is out, then I think you will see Millsap in this one. Uh, and then Gordon, you know, he will definitely be in play for me if Jokic is out. He has to do more, right, Coach? You can, I don't you know. can lock it I in, right? See he has it's... to do more. It's to the point where you got to see it to believe it, you know. True. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Not not as interested in Shaquille Harrison, so uh, probably a one-off value here at the most. Well, I'm going to save some time and catch us up to build this lineup. I hate this game. I don't even want even. Cons- I don't care if Noel and every center that's played for the Knicks for the last 35 years is out. I'm not playing Taj Gibson tonight. I don't. I just. I hate this game. I hate the pace. Makes no sense with all these monster uh, games to to take waste time with it. So I'm I'm passing, well, and I'm might, gonna. Go... You might have to play him if we get him in the two brains lineup. Just oh watch out for that. Oh my gosh, I may have to. Uh, I'm gonna fill that spot with the first pick, so you can't do it to me. <laughs> uh, last game is also nothing to write home about. <clears throat> so that after hour slate's gonna be like pulling teeth, man. Yep. But. It's uh, it's the Spurs and uh, Utah. It's nine o'clock. Also, Utah by seven, two twenty-one over under, which isn't that bad considering two twenty-one. Uh, Lyles is still out. Conley Mitchell and Azabuki are still out for Utah. Eighteenth and sixteenth in pace, which is actually better than you most people would guess these two teams were, but they are twelfth and third respectively in defense. So again, you know, you you've got. The whole thing with Conley out, which always brings the discussion up, you know, is Ingles or Clarkson a play here? Or is it a good play? Um, they can be considered here. Bogdanovich has been smoking hot, uh, you know, shooting the ball. So he he is in play for me. Uh, don't particularly want to mess with the Pirtle go go bear uh, matchup, the two bigs. Uh, I think they, they cancel each other out a little bit. Um, DeJounte Murray's been playing terrific. Uh, he's their best player, uh, he and DeRozan. But, again, you know, Utah, 
doesn't have the best matchup for him, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't feel like I want to spend up for him here because he and DeRozan are, are splitting the key shots on this team. Just, you know, there's so much uh, opportunity in those three big games, and then there's enough value scattered throughout the card. I, you know, I, I hate to do that, but I, I'm going to pass on this game as well. And, you know, so since I don't have, I won't have a single player on my main slate uh, from these two games, It talk about a chalk, uh, chalk-free li- lineup with no anybody in it for the after hours is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I'm with you on this game. It would be most likely Ingles or Bogdanovich sliding in as a last guy in on the main slate. Uh, and then I'm planning to pass San Antonio. Um, you know, I they are so inconsistent, as we know, Coach. I finally yeah. found something that is actually... The only consistent thing about San Antonio is some of their players' names. If you're <laughs> if you're a wing player, you got to start with D. You got Dejounte, Demar. We know Derek is out, so they replaced him with Devin. And then <laughs> if you're off, if you come off the bench, you have to end in the Y sound. We've got Rudy, Patty, Lonnie, and Gorgie. <laughs> oh my gosh! So uh, that's the takeaway from San Antonio that you don't have anything else consistent other than that. It is a island game, um, but on the main slate, I'm looking to pass it. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting after hours card. All right, let's build this sucker. Let's do it. Two uh, brains are better than one. Play it on FanDuel tonight as a GPP. Follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk in case we have any changes. While you're there, follow the coach at J O E S A R V A D I, and you can find me at Language Olympic. Coach, kick us off. Russell Westbrook. Okay, you got that in as fast as you could. In that tenth of a second, no hesitation. Right to the microphone. <laughs> All right, let's let's follow it up with a value play. Uh, assuming Fox is out, uh, I want Delon Wright again in this fast-paced game. So Delon Wright, fifty-two hundred. Yeah. Okay, Delon Wright, fifty-two hundred. That's a good price for him for sure. Uh how about if we go with? Between two guys here. Uh, I'm just going to go with our old standby because he never lets us down and he's cheap. I'm going to take Rui. Okay. Excellent. 5,000, small forward. Let's go with um, Karis LeVert, 8,400. If Brogdon is out, I think he's a must play. Yeah, I hope Brogdon's out, though. That that would really help for sure. But I like the play. I definitely like the play. Um, I think I'm going to go to make sort of a different style pick here. Okay. I want to see what they moved his price to real quickly here just before I take him. Um. I'm going to take $4,900 Moritz Wagner. If he's going to play 35 minutes, he played 41 the last game. You know, let's keep getting these these bargains. Wow. There's the attempt to block Taj Gibson. I see. Yes. I see what you're doing here. I wanted to get a value guy in that power forward spot before he got crazy. Wow. Interesting. Okay. 
Um, well, let's let's pay up then at power forward. If you don't, if you want to block Gibson, let's get Sabonis out there at ten three. How about that? The Pacers ten three. Yeah. Ouch. Okay, so we're at five thousand a man for these last three spots. Yes, we are. Is what you're trying to tell me. I got a couple of good deals for us. I'm going to go Robert Williams, 5,400. Okay. I'm I pretty sure he's going to get the minutes tonight. Yep. I like that. I like that for sure. Okay. Uh, let's go with the, uh, let's, stack, let's go ahead and stack out the rest of that Sacramento backcourt with Terrence Davis, 3,800 shooting guard. That's going to give you a decent amount for small forward. Okay, let me see what that leaves me with. I have a small forward I can fill for around 5,800. Let's make sure that works. Ooh, oh, okay. my God. I could go back to Mikhail Bridges after 80 million points. I tell you, though, I'm, t I'm tempted to take Bogdanovich, but I don't like that game. I like the price. I'm comfortable with either guy. Those are the two guys it's between. Yeah. Uh, Don't worry. Our financial futures are at stake here. That's all. I know. I so. think I'm going to go with Bogey, the okay. other Bogey. <laughs> Bojan. He's, I just, he's shooting the ball lights out right now, and San Antonio does give up three. So there it is, man. There we it is. We got 100 bucks to spare in case we need to make a late change. Westbrook, DeLon Wright, Karis LeVert, Terrence Davis. Boyan Bogdanovich, Rui, DeMontis Sabonis, Mo Wagner, and Robert Williams. Gosh, that Love sounds like it's going to get all the money right there. It might. It might. So it'll be fun to split it with everybody. Uh, looking forward to it. If we have any pivots, we'll try to announce those on, on Twitter. Uh, but uh, last second pivots, obviously, uh, we may not have time for that. So perfect, perfect reason to join as a member. DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, we'd love to have you there. We'll uh, invite you into our Discord with an email if you sign up, and then we give out the lineups about 20 minutes before lock. So that concludes our nine-game slate, two brains lineup. Uh, really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Had a lot of fun building it. Can't wait to play it. And I'll be back again solo tomorrow for a little shorter yeah. slate. Coach's day off, then we'll be back together on Friday. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.